for any normal human being, if they were put in that situation of the Good Shepherd, have to think they might have acted a little bit differently. They might not have bothered to go after that one lost sheep and probably might have been a little bit exasperated and impatient when that sheep was found. And if that sheep were to stray again, they might be even a little bit more impatient and a little bit more angry and maybe might eventually just not even bother. That's probably how any normal human being would, uh, would react to that situation. We know that we would probably be no different. But Christ gives this parable to draw a contrast with how we might approach that situation and how God, our Heavenly Father, approaches it. Because we know that God, our Heavenly Father, has mercy on us. In fact, God, our Father, delights. He delights in bestowing mercy on us, his children. He never gets tired of it. He never wears out. He never becomes exasperated with us every time we come to him begging for repentance. No, he delights in bestowing mercy upon us. Mercy is a continuation of what happens on the cross, a continuation of that in our lives. It's probably one of God's favorite things to do because it is an extension of what happens on the cross. And every time we receive God's mercy, we participate in the cross. We are most lovable when we are united with God and participate in his mercy, most specifically in the sacrament of reconciliation. And with the theme of mercy all kind of throughout our readings today, beginning with Moses in the Old Testament, these two parables that we heard, and even the prodigal son, which would have been the longer form of this gospel, I want to talk about the sacrament of confession today, but specifically, I want to talk about how to make a good confession. It's a subject we don't talk about a lot. We have to be honest, the confession is probably the one sacrament where we don't get to observe other people doing it for good reason. We don't get to observe other people doing it. Our only experience or preparation for confession probably happened in a rudimentary way in second grade, and then that was it. Our only experience of confession is limited uh, by our own confessions. So I realized that as a priest, I have a very unique position in being able to hear confessions from many, many different people. And so this homily is maybe some advice on how to make a good confession. So first, we need to go. That's kind of self-explanatory. If we haven't been, maybe this fall, at some point this fall, we can get back into that sacrament and make it our goal to come back. No matter how long we have been away, as we hear it in our gospel, the angels rejoice over one repentant sinner more than they would over 99 people who have no need of repentance. And I know there are many people who might have had a bad experience of confession at one time, and for that I am extremely sorry. But please do not let that prevent you from receiving God's mercy, which is his greatest gift. Secondly, we need to be prepared when we go to confession, and that means making a good examination of conscience. We can find them anywhere. They're online, they're on little booklets. We can, we can find them really anywhere. It's a good idea to prepare ourselves for the sacrament, to know what it is that we're going to say to the priest, really do a deep dive into our souls. And if we don't have an examination of conscience handy, just go through the Ten Commandments, not just maybe in letter, but in spirit. So for instance, even if we haven't directly violated the Fifth Commandment of thou shall not kill, 
Maybe look deeper and say, maybe what are some of the ways where I might have violated the dignity of another person? It's good to know what we're going to say before we enter. You can have a list. That's not a problem, but I always recommend that it's more bullet points uh, than in deep detail. Next, when we go in, we begin with, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned, those famous words. It has been X number of days, weeks, or months since my last confession. And then go ahead and confess your sins. The important thing to remember, though, I would say, is to try to be brief and to the point. The reason being, it's part of what makes our parish so great, is we have a very large parish. And oftentimes, the lines for confession can get pretty long. I often hear from people a couple days after confession, you know, Father, I was in line, but I had to go somewhere else, and so I had to leave line, and I wasn't able to go to confession. And it's, it's almost heartbreaking for me, because I, I stay till the very last person. I can assure you of that, but I know for many people, they aren't able to go to confession here because lines are very, very long. So I always recommend to do our best as a courtesy to those behind us in line to be concise when we confess our sins. When we list our sins, we don't necessarily need the entire backstory, the extra details. If you're impatient with the wife or kids, you don't have to go in detail on the car ride, where it took place. Most of those things happen in the car, I find. You don't have to go through what was said. Just go through our sins in number and kind. That's another good recommendation. Number and kind, maybe how many times or how often it might be a struggle. And it helps to specify sometimes as well. If we merely just say, I struggle with the Sixth Commandment, maybe specify whether it was with ourselves or with others, uh, it helps to specify so we can really get to the, the heart of the matter of what it is. And any time the priest might ask a clarifying question, know that it's not to prod, it's not to figure out more about the juicy details, no, it's to help us get a better picture and so that we also don't misunderstand what you might be trying to say or give advice that wouldn't apply to you. And I also always recommend that if it's been a couple of years, maybe it's, and you've got a lot on your heart to give to the priest, might be best to just schedule an appointment uh, so I can devote as much time as necessary for anyone who might have been away for a while. It's always a good recommendation. Another thing that the priest can sometimes hear in the confessional is people confessing sins that they have already confessed before. And that's what we in the church call scrupulosity. It's a concern that everything that I do might be a sin or a, an obsession with past sins that we've already confessed. And I know that's a very real thing for many, many people. And if that's a struggle for you, I recommend to mention it to the priest when you begin confession so that the priest can help you if you struggle with scrupulosity. But for all of us, though, there is no need to confess sins that we have already confessed. If we have confessed them before, they are gone, done, finito, sayonara, au revoir. It's the most languages I'll ever speak from the pulpit. Satan loves to try to sow seeds of doubt to get us to think that we somehow haven't been forgiven of some sin, even though that we've confessed it before. But that is a lie. If our gospel tells us anything today, we know that God delights in bestowing mercy on his children. After confessing your sins and the priest gives you some advice, say your act of contrition. If you don't remember it, normally I have cards in my confessional. If not, I'll lead you through a very brief version of it. Receive absolution and then be on your way and complete your penance. One final thing. Know that the seal of confession is absolute on the priest's end. 
What you say to that priest will never, ever leave that room or that conversation. And trust me, any sin that, you've told, that you will tell me in the confessional, I have heard it before. I can guarantee you that. I can't even interact with you any differently. I really can't think about you any differently after that confession. That is how absolute the seal is. And I know all, any priest worth his salt, and that includes all three of us here, would gladly go to jail to defend the sacrament of confession and the seal of confession. And I've heard thousands of confessions over the course of my priesthood, and I can tell you that they do all blend together. So no, and I'm being honest with you when I say that I do forget what people say to me in confession, and that's a good thing. So the sacrament of confession, brothers and sisters, is a great blessing. It takes three minutes for Jesus and the priest to undo decades of work by the evil one. Just think about that. Three minutes of work by Jesus and the priest to undo decades of work by the evil one. It's so beautiful for me as a priest to see someone as they leave confession relieved of that burden lifted from their shoulders. So let us make great use of this gift of confession and experience the joy of that lost sheep and be lifted up on the shoulders of Christ who delights and bestows.